Kyle Busch in green, and their crews, the entire garage area, has rallied around Bubba Wallace and the number 43 today. Because yesterday afternoon, a noose was found hanging in the garage stall of Bubba's race car. In the NASCAR Cup garage area, a secure area where access is limited to competitors, officials, and track staff. A despicable act by someone flying directly in the face of NASCAR's efforts to build a culture that is diverse, equal, and welcome. And it's live again. It's another take of Will's Take on Sports. I'm the host, Will Walker, back here on Spreaker.com. Live sports, live show. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to me. Listen, if you miss any of today's podcast or if you just want to listen again, always go to anchorfm.com or there are several other places you can go. Spotify, CastBox, iTunes, TuneIn, Google Play Podcast. There are just so many different places that you can listen to Will's Take On Sports. Thank you guys so much for all the love that you showed me. Thank you for supporting um, the podcast that I do on Sundays with some friends of mine. And it's a just basically a sports debate show that we do uh, on Sundays we record and then we upload so I'm but I, I I did not upload rather I'm thankful thankful for all everyone that takes the time to listen to the show whether it is on Spreaker or whatever platform that you listen to this show listen right now as we speak and it is two minutes after six o'clock on the east coast eastern daylight time I am sitting here watching NASCAR I stand with Bubba Wallace Bubba Wallace Young man, the lone black driver on NASCAR's major circuit out there on that asphalt running around in circles. But Bubba Wallace, the lone black driver, had a noose hanging in his garage. Total act of terror to intimidate the young man. The young man stood, um, he is the guy, uh, basically, that was pushing for um, this uh, team. Uh, for NASCAR, rather, to be able to uh, remove the Confederate flags from off of the infield dirt area or the infield parking area where the uh, fans, some fans park, and also out of the stands. And I guess that noose hanging inside of his uh, garage was, I guess, a sign of intimidation. But Bo Wallace said he's not going to stop. The young man was quite emotional as the NASCAR drivers stood firm with him today. As the race was uh, race today it was not race yesterday because of inclement weather, but it was race today, and the NASCAR drivers pushed this car to the front, and then they all stood with him. Very good gesture by the NASCAR drivers and by NASCAR. Listen, this is that time to where not only um, are black people screaming for racial uh, equality against police brutality, but there are a lot of people that are non-black that are also. Uh, supporting the call, supporting um, that movement. Yes, I know Black Lives Matters was controversial a couple of years ago, given uh, some of the things that was done. But right now, across the world, Black Lives Matter is a Black Lives Matters is a serious movement. But anyway, back to NASCAR. 
I don't know much about Bubba Wallace because I don't know much about NASCAR, to be totally honest with you. I know what I see on the four-letter network when they have their sports center. But other than that, I really don't know much. I know who Kyle Busch is, but I don't. I never heard of Bubba Wallace until this situation happened. He, I, I'm assuming he's he made the circuit, but he's not one of the top drivers on the circuit. And right now, I can promise you this much: Bubba Wallace is the most NAS, the most famous NASCAR driver in America right now, uh, given his stance of, like I said, as being the guy that was out front of the removal of the Confederate flags and also given the fact what happened to him and it's been covered across even regular news. I'm not going to count cable news for anything because cable news cover anything. But anyway, uh, it's been covered. Uh, it's all over social media. Um, again, hashtag I stand with Bubba Wallace. That is something I posted on my social media page today. So um, I'm watching NASCAR at this time. Five minutes after 6 o'clock, I am watching NASCAR. Yes, Will is watching NASCAR. Again, I do not know much about NASCAR at all. Uh, right now, from what I see, this young man is uh, somewhere. He's somewhere towards the front. I think he's in the top 10. Uh, they are in Talladega, Alabama. I, um, my thoughts about Talladega, Alabama is I just breeze through that when I'm on I-20 going from Atlanta to Birmingham. Real talk. Don't stop. That's just me. I don't. I worked at a NASCAR event uh, some years ago when I worked for a uh, bottling company. And, yeah, that is what it is. <laughs> That's all I can say about that. I worked at a at, um, at a NASCAR event, and I got to be honest with you. Um, I felt uncomfortable, but nobody did anything to me. Nobody, nobody made me feel uncomfortable. I just felt uncomfortable because of the, you know, the environment of uh, being at a NASCAR event. There wasn't many people that looked like me there, so I felt uncomfortable. Real talk. What's up, Ben? I see you out there. Um, but I was not comfortable at that NASCAR event, but it is what it is. Nobody did anything to me. Nobody uh, said anything inappropriate to me. And actually, the people were very nice. They were quite nice to your boy, so... I, again, I don't have any real opinion about NASCAR because it would be unfair because I really don't watch it. But I'm watching today. I am watching uh, this race today as I'm pretty sure a lot of people are with interest just to see. Um, I, I, I guess there are those that are rooting that Bubba Wallace wins this race today. That basically is a ultimate uh, uh I guess, protest to those who, uh, to that person who put that noose uh, in his garage. It was hanging. And when I heard that on the, the cat on the, uh, at the, on the telecast or when I was watching, I actually watched it on YouTube and then I went to watch the race. But anyway, when I heard that, I was just like, dang, a hanging noose, that's even worse. A noose period is bad, but the hanging noose is really worse. It's, 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 it's just really bad. It, it, that, that noose symbol is a sign of terror. Um, towards people that share my color skin, um, it, it's just that's that's really just not appropriate at this time. Like I said, there are a lot of people that are on this movement. I'm going to get into what happened uh, today on the pitch and soccer. Also, later on in the show, there was also an incident there. Um, kudos to the Premier League for what they are trying to do to fight against racism, but their fight 
over in Europe for European football. What we know as soccer here in the U.S. has long been going on because they've had some real issues uh, for quite some time. And the European leagues, period, all of them, La Liga, the French top league, uh, Serie A, the Bundesliga, and the Premier League, the top leagues in Europe, the top five leagues in Europe, they've all made a united stand against racism and it has been a long going fight. So while they are doing their protests, they're doing their kneeling in the Premier League before the soccer matches or before uh, the matches started, um, they've been long doing that. And kudos for them. They removed the names of the players from the back of the jersey, their last names, and put Black Lives Matter. Something I like to see the NBA also copy. All right. Right now, live, I don't see Bubba Wallace in the front. Okay. I don't know how to read that. I, re- I really don't. I see Wallace, and I see he's 7.8-something seconds back. They all they all jumbled up. I guess that's how they do it in NASCAR. Wow. I got to get educated on that, really, seriously. I got to start watching NASCAR a little bit more and get educated on it. All right, let me move on to something else that's happening in the world of sports. Let me talk about the NBA and what they got, uh, what they they may play, they may not play. I don't know. Oh, okay. I, I hear you, Ben. You're right. They do have a lot of racist fans uh, that are coming forth. There are a lot of people that's upset. But you know what, Ben? Um, I'm really not upset with that. I, I really not upset because I don't expect anything different. I think you, you're upset if you expect something different. I don't expect anything different. And to me, NASCAR is a regional sport. It's a southern sport. So, or it's a sport that... Uh, you know, it's been it's been mostly followed by those who, I guess you would say, support the the Confederate flag. So I'm not really really upset with NASCAR fans. I, like I said, it's just it's not a sport for me. But again, what happened to Bubba Wallace has got my attention and and piqued my interest today. It, also, if you like to live chat with me, go to uh, Spreaker.com uh, forward slash user forward slash WTOS forward slash podcast. 622 live also that link is also on my facebook page and also on twitter and um go there and live chat and i can also respond to you like i'm responding to ben right now all right anyway going moving on to the nba they may play they may not play there has been a serious uh coronavirus spike in the united states of america (laughs) in florida and that is the area down in orlando to where they may possibly where they're they're trying to restart the season um this is this is going to be really touchy as right now i just realized uh as i'm looking at the four letter app coming across uh my phone right now the the headline uh i guess trevor reza has opted out of not going to orlando to put himself in the bubble Kyrie irving has made Kyrie irving avery bradley uh and also i guess i could say the white howard have made their their uh their feelings known about what they think about playing um a restart in the season they're not very keen on it they've have they have some questions a lot of people are upset with Kyrie. uh they're upset with the messenger and not so much the message, but the messenger. I don't agree with that at all. Uh, his message is legit. His concerns are legit. Uh, the things that he's proposing, 
or the things that he's concerned about, uh, wanting to hear, uh, uh, want, uh, being concerned whether or not playing uh, basketball or performing any entertainment from a uh, would, would derail the movement or f- uh, uh, take the attention away from um, the the movement right now in regards to Black Lives Matter. Uh, also, that has been echoed by uh, Stephen Jackson. And Stephen Jackson has a personal, we, I understand Stephen Jackson has a personal take on this situation because he was friends with George Floyd. Um, so I understand it's personal for him, but I think it should be personal for every black man. Be honest with you, because at any moment, unfortunately, um, that can happen to any of us. And if those of you that are not black and don't understand and think that's being overhyped or that's not, that's really not true in all cases, Yes, it is. It, 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 trust me. It, it, have a conversation with someone, uh, 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 someone who's African American, especially a male. You can even have that conversation with a female and ask them the nervous uh, trepidation and the feelings that you get when uh, a cop gets behind you. It, it, it is legit. Trust me. Um, I I even experienced that myself just yesterday. So, yeah. So, but anyway, back to the NBA. Um, I, 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 I hope they play. I would like to see them return for my selfish reasons to watch uh, something else besides every, all the co- uh, coronavirus news or political stuff. But I truly understand those guys who don't want to participate. I understand um, what their take is in regards to not want to take focus off of the movement, um, what's going on, and also, you know, just, hey. And then there's another thing, the the holding these owners accountable. Take away something that, that affect their bottom line, and maybe that'll affect, that'll move the movement even further. That would get some legislation, uh, get, well, get these owners to lobby or put pressure on their friends that are state senators, U.S. Congress people or state representatives, state senators, and also that dude that's occupying the Oval Office. They can uh, they can make things happen in a positive way for the players in their league who are the ones who really people who people want to watch. Nobody cares about the owner unless he's going to pay that player. Or, you know, what, what, what is he doing to make sure he's fielding a winner? The players are, the, are, the, are, the, uh, are what people pay to see. Nobody cares about the doggone owner unless he doesn't pay somebody or he overpays or whatever the situation is. But that's all I'm saying about that. So that's what it is. When the NBA does, if the NBA returns, because I got to put a big guy up on that. Like I said, that coronavirus is really – uh, spike in Florida, that should be a major concern, just like it should be a major concern on college campuses that's holding these voluntary workouts for these kids. Um, one of the things that has been debated on my show when I do the uh, the debate forum or the barbershop-style format on Sundays with my friends is that, well, if they come to school, if the football players come to school, they'll have the best uh, health care available um, 
better than in in some cases for the kids that are you know lower income kids better than what they have at home i don't agree with that garbage at all i I just don't agree with free labor putting a risk putting themselves at risk i just don't agree with that um the coaches have a you know i'm sure they they definitely have a a vested interest because you know incentives bowl playoffs or playoffs or postseason or whatever but for the players, this is truly for the love of the game. Or in some cases, there are some kids who are who are possibly going to play this game on Sundays and get paid well to play this game on Sundays and play professionally. But that doesn't mean right now they should do it for free. I don't really care. At Clemson, they had over 20, I think it was over 20 kids that tested positive. They had situations at the University of Texas. Um, Alabama had uh, issues also. I just don't agree with free labor putting themselves at risk. I, I don't agree with that. That just doesn't jive for me. And I know there's those that agree, disagree with me, and that's fine. But that's my opinion. Don't I don't see I don't understand why you know they are putting so much pressure to have a college football season. Professional paid athletes. I understand. I understand. But. Uh, not uh, college athletes, uh, college, quote, unquote, student athletes should not. All right, look like Major League Baseball uh, Players Association has turned down uh, the league's proposal for 60 games. Baseball is just retarded. Okay, I know that's inappropriate to say that. Baseball is just dumb. How about that? Is that better? between the owners and the players association, they can't get anything right. Look, agree to 54 games, whatever it is, agree to it and go ahead and play. It's going to be a shortened season no matter what. Go ahead, play it. Just just, just, just agree to it and get it over with. I know the NBA has this dysfunction too as they have uh, the, player, the players union or whatever the situation is. You got the higher, the higher, uh, the higher ups, LeBron, uh, the president of the players association, Chris Paul, they go in one way, and Kyrie, the vice president, he has his side, and they go another way. Okay, yeah, but still, they did make a decision to say, okay, we agree with the the NBA and say we'll play in the bubble in in Orlando. And then Kyrie came and changed his mind. That's another subject. Leave that alone. All right, but Major League Baseball just said, screw this mess. The players don't say, say, screw it. We ain't doing it. And all of this is about TV. All this is about money. How much, the play, how much of the TV contract money the players are going to get or how much of their salary they're going to get and how much the owners are willing to pay, what the owners are willing to share and what the players are willing to share. So that's just an absolute mess that they got in baseball. It really is. Absolute mess. Let me turn my attention to Mr. Dak Prescott signing his uh, franchise tender <laughs> with the Dallas Cowboys. Dak is. Um, listen, I'm a Dallas Cowboy hater, straight up, through and through. Dallas Cowboys have now become the fourth team Hater Hater that I don't Hater like. Hater I don't like the New York Knicks. I don't like the New York Jets. I don't like the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. And now the Dallas Cowboys have become that fourth team that I hate. Because their fans are annoying. Their fans are obnoxious. I agree 
with that first that sports TV personality that rags on the Cowboys and says that the Cowboys fan base is delusional. And the only reason I'm jumping on this simply because the way they have uh, talked about Dak Prescott. Yes, Dak Prescott is not top five quarterback. Yes, Dak Prescott. He is a he 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 has overperformed his rookie contract. But you would think Dak Prescott was just a total bum. A total bum. He don't deserve nothing. And you would think the Dallas Cowboy fans think they would be better off with Andy Dalton. I'm serious. The, the, the way they come across with this whole thing with Dak is just stupid to me. It, it just makes absolutely no sense. Dak Prescott is much a much better quarterback than Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton champion the Cincinnati Bengals to the number one overall pick last season. That's how good Andy Dalton is. And he didn't even start all those games. They even tried to replace him with a with a rookie free agent or a backup, rather. Andy Dalton, I know he didn't have A.J. Green last year, but Andy Dalton is not a good quarterback. He's not he's not taking the Dallas Cowboys nowhere. I don't care what the what their offensive line has. I don't care about um, um Amari Cooper. I don't care about Ezekiel Elliott being in the backfield. You no, know, you just cannot plug anybody into that position and think they're going to be good. Hence, Andy Dalton is no good. He's not going to be the answer. I think you will have a better chance of winning with Dak Prescott. Um, this is I, I understand Dak Prescott's argument. I know Dallas. Some Dallas Cowboy fans don't understand that he should be happy with the offer. Is make is almost, I guess you could say, ten times the amount um, that he was getting in, in his rookie deal. Screw that. If they could pay Jared Goff, they could pay Carson Wentz. They could pay Matthew Stafford. They can pay Kirk Cousins. Guaranteed money. I'm with Dak Prescott. Get your money, bro. Get your money. Get the, get the market value of the money. It doesn't go to the best player. I mean, the, the money doesn't go to the best player on the team. Every position is at market value. Hence why Ezekiel Elliott is not paid as the best player on the Dallas Cowboys. He may be the most important factor in the, on the Dallas Cowboys offense and on the Dallas Cowboys team. But he isn't the, he's not the highest played player because the market value says for the position he, he plays – is at what 15 16 million not 30 not 31 not 35 so that's what it is so Dak Prescott had a right to say I want to be paid something in the guaranteed money range where uh Jared Goff and Carson Wentz are Carson Wentz hadn't won nothing nothing well I know the Philadelphia 70s of the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl but he wasn't the quarterback Oh, he played the first 11, 12 games. I get it, but he didn't win the Super Bowl. Nick Foles did, and even Nick Foles got paid. That's crazy. Ryan Tannehill just got paid, and the best team, best player on his team is Ryan Tannehill. I mean, uh, Derrick Henry. That's the best player on, on, the, on the Tennessee Titans team. And Ryan Tannehill got paid market value for the quarterback position, and all he does is hand the, belt, hand the ball off to probably the most dominant back in football running the ball. Not the most, not the best overall back. That's Christian McCaffrey. But running the football, the most dominant back is Derrick Henry, based upon what he did the last half of last season and in the playoffs until he got to that AFC Championship game against Kansas City. But that's my point. The best player doesn't get paid because 
in two cases I just mentioned, Ezekiel Elliott should get paid and um, uh, Derrick Henry should get paid. But it doesn't work that way, unfortunately, for those young men. Let me transfer to my favorite sport in the entire world, football, what we know here in the U.S. as soccer. Going to talk about what's going on first uh, domestically within the MLS. Kudos to those young men uh, in the MLS, the black players in the MLS. They're trying to, uh, they're going to start a coalition that's going to be able to, that they want to be able to lobby for legislation. They want to work inside the communities of where MLS franchises are uh, with legislation, with the police department. So what the MLS, the, the, the least popular pro sports league in America, Major League Soccer, their black players are trying to uh, lobby for legislation and also work in the community. I'm sure the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball do that. And they're also uh, the, also the MLS players who have the lowest paying salaries of those major sports leagues. They're getting not only they're getting money together from also non-black players and raising money to go towards uh, the cause, the Black Lives Matter movement. That's amazing. That's amazing. I haven't heard anything else in remotely close to that by any of the other major sports league. Now I am very, I was very impressed with what the black players did in the NFL, especially the high name guys of the Sean Watson's, the Patrick Mahomes, the Odell Beckham's, the Saquon Barkley's, those guys, very powerful message with Roger D- Goodell birch- virtually. Well, not virtually. He was verbatim to what they asked for. Haven't heard one owner say anything though. Gonna leave that alone. Gonna move it, move on. But MLS, that's what their players are doing. Major league soccer. Again, soccer leads the way. But over to uh, the European side, I mentioned about what the Premier League is doing. Um, they kneel, they have kneeled before every match since they restarted last Wednesday. Um, really, and also there was a very ugly incident after the uh, their Monday night football game today between my favorite team, club team in the world, Man City, and Burnley. After the young men kneeled, um, and when they and three minutes into the match, there was a White Lives Matter banner that flew over the stadium. Um, the Burnley captain noticed it, pointed, pointed it out to uh, the match official, the referee. Listen, one of the things in Europe they do whenever there's that type of uncomfortable situation that involves racism whether it's coming from chance from a stand or somebody throwing a banana on the field. Yes, they have done that too. Or signs, inappropriate signs in the stadium. They give the players the the authority and the permission to walk off the pitch. That is remarkable. Not just the black players. And a lot of times it's the white players uh, in those European leagues that notice it. They point it out. And they say, we don't want to play. We will not play in this uncomfortable environment for our teammates. That is remarkable that they do that in Europe. And anyway, the young the young captain from Burnley, he saw it, pointed it out. The players kept playing. There's been comments as I've been following on social media because I follow soccer. Um, a lot of people just denouncing that and 
hey, listen, hatred is not going away tomorrow or in the next couple of days, next couple of months, maybe not even next year. It's not. It's embedded in this world. It's going to take time to change hearts and minds or at least to get that down to a minimum to where we don't have to see this kind of stuff. But anyway, kudos to the Burnley captain for pointing it out. And kudos to the players for saying, you know what, we're going to keep playing. We're not going to let this affect us. Going to keep playing. So kudos to them. Um, But anyway, it's back. Man City has won their, their, their two matches, of course. They have no shot at winning the Premier League this year at all. None. It's all about Liverpool. Liverpool is so many points ahead uh, before the coronavirus hit. And this really is just the Premier League just finishing out the season. Uh, The Bundesliga, Bayern Munich, eight years in a row. They won. Also want to talk about Christian Pulisic. Let me just mention that real quick. Christian Pulisic had a, had a, a key moment in the Chelsea match on Saturday. Coming in off the bench, got some time on the bench and made a key play. Also, Giovanni Reina playing for Borussia Dortmund. He had a key assist in that match. He's 17 years old. He looks like he's going to be the real deal. I want to thank you guys again for taking the time to listen and join me. Listen, I say Coastal Podcast the same way every single time I do a podcast. Say a prayer for somebody because prayer changes things. I holler, be safe. Keep that social distancing up.